0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. I'm Mike in the house. It's our Super Bowl preview. Well one of a number this week gang we've got a whole lot of pods coming your way to build up for the big one and we're leading off with the big guns i'm mike on mahomes and how this offense in kansas city has changed post tyreek hill we'll talk Jalen hurts what a story he is what are the weak links if any in this philly defense key matchups and plenty more we'll talk Peyton in denver some of the other coordinator hires as well a jam-packed tower loads of your questions too for the mailbag let's get straight down to business with the terrific i'm mike Hi, Mike. Good to see you. Super Bowl week. We've got a bumper mailbag. You'll be delighted to hear. That's, that's
1: good because you can't tell it's Super Bowl week by my studio.
0: I know. <laughs> the sun is blaring through and it looks, yeah, it looks like look a, a gorgeous yeah. autumn afternoon, winter afternoon there. Um, yeah, let's reveal that sunlight. Oh, there we go. It's it's blaring through for those of you listening to the show. Uh, lots in the mailbag. And the good news is, listeners, that Mike hasn't answered almost all of them on Twitter before recording <laughs> the show. So that's good. That's good I restrained be. myself. Okay, we've got a ton to get into. We're going to talk primarily Super Bob, but I also want to get into some of the big stories that broke since we have last done a show
1: together. It's it show. it's weird, you know, that the timing of everything is off this year. Mm. The stories are breaking later. And I don't see any problem with teams waiting to announce new coaches and stuff like that. Especially because oftentimes you might be waiting for somebody who's still involved, like in the Super Bowl, mm. when there's often good reason for that. You know, it's the whole the whole kind of thing is I have to have my guy in the day after the season ends so he can start rebuilding the team and all Every that. Every second counts. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, I don't I've never really bought into that. It's, you're, it's better to be right than be quick. Mm. Um now on the other hand, Jim Irsay apparently is having a third round of interviews with the final candidates in Indianapolis. What? Why the hell does he have to speak to Jeff Saturday a third time? It's like, it's like he was there. He's he's been in. He first he was in his suite for half a season, and then he was the coach for half a season. What more do you need to know? Um, so that that can get a little a little I ridiculous. Know, mate, what is he
0: asking us? What is he asking Saturday at this stage?
1: Say favorite? man, what's your, what's your favorite Dead album? Man? Yeah, exactly. Favorite
0: Sopranos episode. Um, <laughs> uh, the one I think where Paulie and Chrissy get stuck in the woods, I think it might be my favorite. Yeah, the one.
1: And, uh, and you know, and then like this week, you had the, the Shrine Bowl on Thursday and the Senior Bowl on Saturday, and then wow. the, the Hunger Games on on Sunday. <laughs> the Pro Bowl, you mean? Did you and, like the Pro Bowl, Mike? Did you enjoy it? Actually, you know what? The, the guys were having fun playing the the flag football. Flag was fun. Yeah, yeah. The, so the flag that was fun. I, you know, I, I could have done it even without having the the whole, whole rigmarole. You know, the coaches the coaches with the headsets and calling the plays and the, the announcing the you know, I would have almost just w- rather watched it. Like it was a pickup game, you know, and the yeah, guys right. they should have played it in a like sandlot. That. Ray, how, I, seriously, did Ray Lewis take it? That's, <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <It> was, <laughs> well, Ray Lewis take everything seriously. I think he does. Um, the, um, you know, and, and I was, Completely scoffing of the whole thing, because I watched the skills stuff, you know, they baseball's tried it, hockey did it for a long time, you know, you had the, I suppose the slam dunk contest was good for a while for the NBA. Yeah. But, but basically, it, 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 it's... It's a travesty of what the event is supposed to be. So at least if you see the players having fun, it, it puts, a, you know, puts a little bit of spice into it. And I, I suppose yeah. Tyree Kill blocking a pass at the line of scrimmage it's was, was its defining moment. Yeah, um, I, I, like I like the dodgeball.
0: I like the dodgeball. Listen, we're not here to talk about that. Uh, the no, let's, let's talk
1: about the big the big issues. The big issues.
0: Well, we'll talk about the coaching changes a little bit later on. We'll lead off with the Super Bowl. We'll lead off with... Oh, you just said you were going to lead off with the new, the... The big news. So we'll get into that later on, Mike we're going to do concentrate okay. on the Super Bowl we'll get into okay. that legality. I won't you go back to, and check you I won't any... go back and check the tape oh, Bo will check that and you're, I guarantee you're the boss I'll be proof. you're
1: the boss just you said vin- before we get to the Super Bowl
0: another validation that you uh, don't listen to a single <laughs> then one I answer.
1: distracted you by a, diver- a <laughs> long validity. diversion
0: why break the habit of 15 years uh, we will talk about later. <laughs> exactly. we've got to leave with the Super Bowl we're not going to spend 20 minutes on Sean bloody, <laughs> bloody bait at the top of this show although I do want to get your take on that look we got why not a lot- the NFL does <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lot of mailbag we in unsurprisingly uh, to the Super Bowl. But actually, there are one or two questions outside of that as well. So let's start with both quarterbacks. Let's start with their respective health because that is one of the the, the big narratives coming in to the game. Both banged up in the latter stages, uh, of course, of, of the in Jalen Hurts' case the season, in Mahomes' case the, the playoffs. Let's assume neither are a full tilt, full pelt coming into the big game. Which offense does that affect more, do you think?
1: Well, to be honest, um, to be honest, I think we ought to assume that they'll both be fully. uh, But but if you don't, uh, Mahomes already showed he can run that offense pretty well on whatever percentage of his and i don't even believe it was a high ankle sprain to be honest Mm. you know i think it was maybe an ankle sprain i mean which is not to take anything away from (laughs) you know from the um the pain tolerance it requires to play on that um but he showed he could run that now the eagles are more interesting because in um in the games when minchu played their running offense was much less effective. For obvious reasons, if if you don't have the extra threat mm-hmm. of the guy you can't account for defensively, you know, because it all boils down in the end to if your quarterback is a runner, you gain a man in the balance between offense and defense. Mm-hmm. De- offense is usually one player down because the guy who has the ball can't block for himself. And they're usually two players down because the quarterback isn't out there doing any blocking. If the quarterback is the runner, you actually... Are only one player down again, so it, it gives you that that advantage. So if 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 Hertz can't run uh, or if Hertz can't you know pass well, it, and they don't want him to run, then that's that's a problem. I thought that I thought it looked like he could run if he wanted to, but they didn't need him to against mm. the Giants. Mm-hmm. The passing was more erratic, and I mm. think that the shoulder may still may still have been a problem. Watching him sky balls now, part part of that may be that he hadn't had a competitive game in in four weeks What's and that? had been hurt. So yeah, so you know I I don't know about I don't know about that where where that stands, but to me that would be more of a worry if his passing is erratic because mm. that's one of the big advantages that Philadelphia has against Kansas City. And when we're talking injuries, I'm, I'm more concerned the most concerning injury um injury situation to me um is whether luxurious sneed gets back mm. and they're not starting three rookies at, cor- at cornerback mm-hmm. this week, o- only two because um, to yeah. me that that's the real that's the real threat. Um, so, so the youth uh, in the chief skilled players and, and that match. okay.
0: Let, let's get to that in a moment. moment, just stay on the Mahome's mobility issue for a moment because obviously this is a formidable front uh, that Philly have. and they have created more pressure than most without needing to blitz as well. So assuming Mahome's, okay, split the difference isn't significantly banged up, but isn't hundred percent, that negates his scrambling, his design run, but also his ability to, Keep a play alive, which is of course one of his strong actions. Yeah, well, and we he, he did. He did be did under pretty, a lot
1: of pressure. Yeah, he did pretty well at, at that against the Bengals, and, and mm. the Bengals defended him a little bit differently than they had previously. In that the the linebackers weren't the, sorry, the defensive ends weren't dropping back as often into coverage. They they were rushing them more, but that's outside rush. Um, so he was able to keep plays alive by stepping forward, stepping to the side. The Eagles offer both outside rush from basically a group of four specialist pass rushers more mm-hmm. and more or less and inside rush because they've got five, almost, you know, five quality defensive tackles, um, not all of whom can rush, but Davis can rush and um, Hargrave has been phenomenal this season rushing, you know, which he was in, P- in Pittsburgh as well. Um, and that's where the problem is going to come. I think um, I- I'm not sure exactly how, Kansas City is going to block this because their strongest blocking is in the middle of the line. their their tackles are are less good than than the um the interior three. but the interior three is not as great as you know as, as people think as as I think Cincinnati showed last week. So they don't like to keep an extra man in blocking or if they do, it'll be the second tight end. Mm. Um, and that was a recipe for disaster against Cincinnati because the second tight end couldn't block Reddick, um, and but they, they not- that's
0: a great point because Kansas City, looking statistically, have been playing two tight end sets pretty much more than any other team in the NFL this season. It's very much a key part of Reed's game plan.
1: Yeah, um, and if you watch them, if if Kelsey lines up alone on one side. They usually he'll be split a couple of yards out and they'll usually have somebody outside of him who goes in motion, leaving him alone on that side of the field. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like, okay, now now it's Kelsey and there's two or maybe even three guys on that side of the field. Are you really going to are you really going to think we're going to him on that side or Mm -hmm. are you going to start moving? And then Kelsey moves into into space. They do a lot of reads um not andy reads but but (laughs) um but play play reads which i think watching is partly or even largely mahomes and kelsey's and it was kind of like that with tyreek hill too because they're smart and they understand what they're running at you know whereas like say new england they they want their receivers to read the defense and brady's going to know if it's a zone you should be there if it's man coverage you should be there I think a lot of this they just do themselves. They they run a lot of what um, when they have Kelsey on the other side as a sort of slot guy. Uh, what it's a basic play that comes out of college. Why stick where where basically the inside receiver is got a choice if he's being man covered he goes in inside if he's if it's zony he goes. Kelsey will kind of play with that in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and you know and he almost always will will break out whether or not he's going to wind up inside, you know, whether it's man or zone coverage, he'll break the same way. And then when the guy goes with him, he'll turn around, you know, mm-hmm. he'll just pivot and go out. They ran an awful lot from on the other side of the formation I was talking about. That's where they ran the the flea flicker mm. the hook and ladder. And I think that's designed. Everyone was saying he improvised, but they, they'll, they'll flood it so that they've got the the, the receiver. Who's the swing receiver the the it they're they're stretching the defense that way so there's kelsey at one level there's a deep guy at one level there's sometimes a guy running a flag to take things out so that they and the guy who's normally once the ball goes to kelsey that that um flat receiver is alone mm. and it's a perfect setup to run a fleet flicker i think they they are aware of that because watching the movement of the of the um the safety valve receiver in the flat he was going to the ball once it was thrown following the the play. And I think I think they may do that again. I just think what I'm saying is it's it's going to be a it's their their offense doesn't require Mahomes to be perfectly mobile as long as they can get Kelsey free and mm. the Eagles will be pretty much for the, at least for the start. Only rushing four, which, which actually is what Kansas City wants to do. Everybody wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kel, it'll be that's gonna be an interesting matchup.
0: You know, on the broader differences in the Chiefs' offense post Tyreek Kill, I want to get into that because we've talked about some of them. We talked about how they're using 2 tight end sets more and 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 you you've eloquently described how Kelsey is fitting into this iteration, but Looks like in terms of injuries, leaning optimistically for Juju and Kadarius Tony to play McCall Hardman <laughs> the other way, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's how we have to read it right now. It's Monday as as we're taping this, so you know. But yeah, it looks like um, Hardman's out. That's not a huge loss for them, um, right? Because but even Tony, it's if Tony mates. plays, mm. because and that's what... one of the things Andy's so great at. Mm. Is, is... Um,
0: is stacking
1: up depth for the future. So that's what I wanted to
0: get into because there are a lot of these players, those three in particular, um, that have contributed to differing degrees. People might say Tony's, with injury as well, been underwhelming. Juju maybe hasn't been uh, as effective as he could be, but they've had key plays at key moments. And Mahomes has been spraying the ball around left, right, and center. So it is a cast of characters, supporting characters. But break that down in more detail. How have you assess the change in offensive game plan with yeah. a post hill uh, read canvas
1: yeah i mean what i was saying about those those multiple options on those on those ro- routes that uh, kelsey's running that's a big part of it um he really they really are scheming to try to pressure the defense on multiple levels each time where whereas when hill was there there was a lot of hill and hill and kelsey being the two the two crossers say um who who were threatening the defense because they knew the defenses would double hill and they knew that they would try to double or at least hold up kelsey Mm. um more or less now it's kind of like you can name your poison and kelsey's very hard to double because he gets off the line so well Mm -hmm. so so really if if you're dropping a linebacker and playing a safety over him um which is generally what teams you know tend to do he's too quick for them too smart and he he reads where the you know where the formation's weakness is and he goes to that spot which is where Mahomes then will find him if he has to if he doesn't have any and there were there were moments in Cincinnati where he took Kelsey Usually successfully, but had other better options available. You know, occasionally there was one, one play where Kelsey drew the, drew the uh, um, corner who had the flat over to him, or maybe it was a safety, but whoever it was over to him. And if he throws the swing pass, in the flat that's going to go for 20 yards he got, he threw to kelsey for 17 because kelsey mm. was between where that guy was going to come to him and the guy who was behind him as well so i i think that's part of it he spreads it up tony tony can do a lot of the things they used hill to do and and a lot everything that they used um hardman to do Mm. you know and he did in college now the giants didn't use him well and he's always hurt that's the problem that's why they're they're always they were willing to get rid of him because you know it, what he can do and what he does are two different things whenever he's played for the chiefs he's been very effective mm. um, a couple of drops but otherwise um and andy uses him so well right and um, you know and sideline I'm talking about the way Andy will build depth at positions where they're already good. He did this at the Eagles in the secondary. Um Vincent, you know, who's now an NFL executive and Dawkins, you know, they were part of a really good secondary, but he was drafting for the future years. Howie Roseman learned all that under Andy. Mm. And Howie Roseman's been pretty good at doing that. Um, as well as well as very good at picking up guys um mm-hmm. you know and that, to me when they talk about the Andy Road road sorry the Andy Reed Bowl it's more than just the three guys or whatever who were left from the lat when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl you know last time mm-hmm. um it, it's more this is Howie Roseman's team he's built that team kind of in the shadow of what Andy Reed did because you remember mm-hmm. he got he got bumped. Off, uh, well, you know, he got fired and then rehired. You mm-hmm. know, you know once Andy was gone, it was like, oh, we don't want to do things that way. And then they brought him back. You bring he him was back in. Originally successful.
0: On on but- the um, firing that Sirianni was, I think he was interim or inherited receivers coach, wasn't he in Kansas City when Reed took over and 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 Reed gave him the bump, gave him the flick. So <laughs> that's gonna be a little bit awkward on uh, on Sunday with those two eras. Reed in Philly. Something you and I've talked about a lot over the years, because despite never having ultimate success, it was an incredible run of year after year, creating yeah. a contending team, a playoff run, which is, as we know, not in, not a straightforward thing to do. Look at, he's had more ultimate success in, in Kansas City. Looking at the two uh, eras and comparing them, how has he developed or evolved as a coach, would you say?
1: I think he's he's absorbed new concepts and become even more creative as a play caller. Mm. This is this kind of stuff I was talking about um why stick and all. That. I mean it's basic stuff, but he's absorbed a lot of those concepts from college. Um secondly, I think he's more relaxed which um younger players relate to. Mm-hmm. Hard for older coaches sometimes to relate to younger players. You know, we, we've talked about that with Belichick, for example. If you buy into the Patriot way, um, that's great. But if the Patriots haven't won anything in four or five years, then yeah, people have right. younger people have more trouble buying into the Patriot way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and Andy's been been very, very relaxed about that, just like any number of other Andy's um, assistants have had mixed results going elsewhere um you know peterson's been the most successful um and and i think i think the third the third thing um is that andy's gone through some tough times yeah and and i think i you know again i hate to be psycho psychiatrist or whatever but i think the the focus on the football has sort yeah, of been everyone's gone with him gone with him on that you know yeah. um it's a great so, point do you think philly yeah, as well the fourth, is, I mean, the fourth thing is he has mahomes and he has mahomes
0: <laughs> yeah well hey sure but but that's interesting it's something we've talked about the evolution of his uh creative uh, offensive game plan his with McNabb, obviously Vic, and the second uh coming of Vic to mahomes it is the it is one of those uh, moments when at his stage of his career everything he has built up to that point being paired and matched and married to this quarterback with these attributes is, is, is a perfect storm. I'm not being glib on uh, this. When I say Philly, as we know, being quite a difficult market to play in, is that got some bearing as well? Do you think the pressure of this continual success to a level and not getting over the line, not winning it ultimately was, was building up with that market?
1: Philadelphia is tough. Remember when they won the Super Bowl, they, the, the first game, the next season, they were playing Atlanta and they, they were down at halftime and they were booed Rudolph. off the field. <laughs> yeah, <amazing. laughs> you know, what have you done? What have you done for us lately? And right. that's not the casual people on sports radio. That's the fans who have tickets and are at the game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Philly's a Philly's a tough place uh, to play. But I was gonna c I was just gonna say the interesting comparison with Mahomes and Donovan McNabb, mm. you know, and because they have some of the same skills. McNabb was very mobile, obviously, and 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 good at throwing. And the offense they ran was a little bit similar with Westbrook at, at, at back, you know, um, but then Andy never had really great receivers, mm. you know, no, true, no true number ones apart from Terrell. Yeah. Mm. Um, and um, when they went to the Super Bowl with McNabb and Terrell, Terrell obviously um, was limping on a uh, broken ankle, not an yeah. ankle, ankle sprain. Yeah. But, you know, here in here in uh, Kansas City, he's actually had some number one receivers, very mm. Very well spotted. I mean, we know why Hill fell in the draft because of character issues and stuff mm. like that. And he was willing to take a chance. He's been willing to take a chance on on quite a few players like that. But, you know, they've done a great job of picking guys out, you know, in that Edward Solaire might've been, you know, the wrong running back, but that, that happens, that happens quite a bit. But, you know, when they drafted McCole Nicole I remember saying that's Tyreek Hill's replacement when he'll gets too expensive. It yeah. did, he didn't turn out to be anywhere near as good, but you know, but that, and I think Kadarius Tony is, is, is Hardman's replacement basically. Mm. Um, filling that same, that same role. So, and defensively, they've come up with some great players low in the, you know, Snead is the, the one who stands out, you know, mm. low in the draft. Um, so I think that's it's been a really well-built team mm. um, without the publicity that Howie Roseman's got for good reason, because I mean, he's surely the executive of the year, you know, um, he's done a great job putting that team together.
0: Well, actually that segues nicely into our first question from the mailbag. From Adam. Hey, Adam, could anybody have coached the Eagles to the Super Bowl, given their talent? Now, I think I think you or I might struggle, Mike, um, me in particular, but the point is a good one. It is a formidable roster that has been assembled, although I guess the counter to that is the development of Jalen Hurts. If you look at how significantly he has, I mean, is it comparable to Josh Allen in Buffalo and that, le- that rate and level? Um, and
1: we, we haven't. Yeah. There's the, there has been the irresistible um impulse to attribute that to coaching of his throwing. And there's there's a certain amount of truth in that. And I think you've seen it, you saw it this year fall down a little bit because maybe because Dayball wasn't there. I, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't say it one way or the other about that. But part of that was also that they directed the scheme. To take advantage of Josh, Josh Allen's skills, the things he could do, rather than the things he couldn't, and that's what Philadelphia did. They decided at last year, at some point, that. They had a decision to make about Hurts. Do we go ahead with him as our quarterback, or do we start looking for another quarterback of the future? And they had loads of draft picks accumulated and stuff. It was a big they call decided.
0: So many people were. Call... I mean, at the start of this yeah. season, ever yeah. a lot of people were on the fence. Is he even a mark. starter? Let alone a top ten quarterback. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And and they said they made the decision that Hurts is our starter. Okay, if he's going to be our starter, what do we have to do? Mm. Well, they already had put together the best offensive line in in the NFL it in the happen. national in the national football league um my lot great pick you know mm-hmm. henry's told the story on you know on the nfl uk website you know but they you know there's a guy that no you know anyone could have taken a, a shot with and they and they get they gave him the time to develop they taught you know taught him the game coached him into that but uh, but otherwise you know good pickups along the line and kelsey's still there they went out and got him receivers um, draft and, and AJ Brown, who obviously was a huge, a huge trade for them, um, and they built the system to Hertz's strengths. It's not like Baltimore's, which is basically run first. But it's one that allows him to run, allows him to use his feet to make make passing plays, but also requires him to be in the pocket and and um, make make passing plays, which I think Baltimore doesn't do enough of with Lamar Jackson and and can't do with with Tyler Huntley when when mm. for all, you know, for all that he all that he does give them. Um, he's mm. limited in that sense. So, you know, I, I think. I think that's exactly where they are, and it Hurts is not. It's not Justin Fields or Malik Willis or someone like that, you know. And I think that's what they needed. They needed to put their money behind the fact mm-hmm. that that he wouldn't be. To me, between the you know Hurts and the shoulder injury are the big question mark for the um, Eagles. Eagles offense because
0: um, you referenced you know, the, the youth in that in the Chiefs secondary, which is yeah. led- well across the season
1: they they played remarkably well against the bengals who are like philadelphia have two number one receivers basically Mm. um and they were lucky that boyd went out um in in that game to an extent but when you watch they were zoning and doubling a lot um Mm. which means you're taking something away from the rest and the problem with philadelphia is you have to respect the run um and Uh, Bolton and Gay are good. I think Gay will play. Um, He'd be a great loss as well. But Bolton and Gay are good all-round linebackers. Um, But, but, you know, offensive line, Philadelphia's is better than Kansas City's. Mm -hmm. Defensive line, Philadelphia's is better than Kansas City's, although no single guy is as good as Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably Frank Clark is – better than many of the ends on on philadelphia so um the, the, the philly linebackers i thought played really well uh in in the playoff the, their, their playoff games um edwards was very good um because that of course need, is I mean,
0: an interesting matchup all season long people look at the surface level stats they say you can run on this philly side because well early on for half the season you kind of could right but then with the personnel changes they made, they, they changed that up. They were trending absolutely in the right direction for m- most of the second half of the regular season, certainly into the playoffs as well. Looking at this, I guess Mahomes' mobility comes back into this a little bit as well. Looking at this collective Kansas City run versus the Philly run D, is that an edge to Kansas City, do you think?
1: Um, I think Kansas Kansas City is going to have a problem with Philadelphia because they're they're so they're so strong up the middle Mm -hmm. um and and what they can do is is force you out of your game as we saw Cincinnati do a little bit with with the Chiefs um if you're running a lot of if you're running a lot of stuff that's sideways behind the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. and you your defensive line is getting two yards of penetration that's going to make that's going to blow those things out um Mm -hmm. and that's that's exactly what is going to be the big challenge. Um, you know, it's funny because when I like add up things with the game, Philadelphia is the better team. Kansas City have probably two, maybe three players who are better than anybody Philadelphia has, mm. and that that's Mahomes, Chris Jones, Jones. and and, Kel- and Kelsey. Mm um at the skill positions so that's really the balance for me is is can can that can and Andy that Reed, you throw Andy Reid in that mix as well I mean, better coaching probably I mean he's been there you know he's been how, there before how important um, is that
0: you know because we hear it every time when there is a I mean there's a massive gap in experience between the two not just in terms of experience of situations and games like this but but literally in years and it always gets trolled uh, trollied out when you have uh, a bit a mismatch in terms of that degree but how important do you think it is or even if you bring this to a lot of the talk of hertz first super bowl but of course two national championships and the particularly significant second one for alabama is benched until it comes in and that puts a whole lot of uh of of uh, chain and uh, chain events into effect so do you place a lot of stock in it michael or is it overblown as a narrative
1: um, I think it's a, usually a little bit overblown. Um, you've sometimes seen guys come out very tight, teams teams come out very yeah. tight as well as well as individuals. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the added experience helps the guys Changes who don't it. have it in terms sure. of, of type. And it's nothing like a college championship game, you know. Um, partly because the teams are this is this is one of the most equal ones. I, you know, in the last few years, mm. where the, the, I mean, the betting switched back and forth. Right. And, and I know it's, it's kind of injury reports and Mahomes kind of, you know, they, they saw Mahomes at practice and then the, the line changed and then they came to their senses and the line changed back. And, you know, um, because Philadelphia on paper is the better team. They should yeah. be the favorites in this game. Um, I keep thinking back to the Super Bowl in Minnesota, where you know the Patriots were the favorites. I kept saying everyone Philadelphia is the better team. Yeah, Philadelphia should be the favorites, but but they're not because of Brady and Gronk and Belichick. You know, Mm -hmm. and and we're kind of in the same situation now, except the Kansas City aren't the favorites, but you know, but it's a very tight a very tight margin. Um, Mm -hmm. But but Philadelphia to me are clearly the better full roster mm. um and the question is can the can the top players take kansas city above it or you know or or maybe when if you're trying too much to stop them can somebody else do it? it's kind of the way i'm leaning right now yeah but that's kind of emotional um an emotional uh kind of response i'm the guy i worry about most is jonathan gannon basically mm. um and I'm I'm worried that he's going to try to control or contain the Kansas City offense in a way in a way that's going to get burned once or twice in in that game. And and the last also, thing two what too gutsy I mean two no no not gutsy enough I mean too, oh, playing I too okay. too far too far too back conservative. Then, ah, yeah okay. too conservative yeah, yeah. and then somebody makes a mistake or mm. or you know or they find a seam or you know something like that happens and the Eagles haven't had to play catch up very much this year. Mm you know they True. they've been lucky in this sense this the schedule wasn't really as weak as we thought it would be you know when they started off and it was all of the NFC east cuz the giants you know cowboys are a good team mm. the giants turned out to be a playoff team um and washington is Kind of a tough out defensively, at least. Mm-hmm. But they they wound up playing a lot of teams with backup quarterbacks in in what should have been like the toughest part of their schedule. They played mm-hmm. Dallas with with um, Cooper Rush, for example, um, in one of the in one of the games. So it, it's hard to judge. It's hard to judge the whole NFC this year. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I I complained about loads of mediocrity, but you know the Super Bowl team was horrible. The Packers were horrible. Not horrible, but they, you know, they were like they as were good as the, Giant, the <laughs> yeah. you know, Maybe as good as the giants, you yeah. know. But it couldn't couldn't the Tampa was bad. They yeah. got into the playoffs with a losing. So that like the three teams that most people were looking at mm. as being the as being the Super Bowl favorites, mm. um, apart from maybe the the Eagles. Uh, but I don't think anyone was really behind them as first choice not at that preseason. Point. Definitely, not. I still can't remember who I picked. Uh, I on, picked. Uh, on, I got the on, cheese, another. Right? I I had the Chiefs as well, but I can't yeah. remember why I picked in the NFC. I picked I, uh, Tampa Bay, and that went well for me. The, yeah, is, well, yeah, and the um the podcast that I picked it on won't tell me <laughs> they're waiting till we do another podcast. We don't
0: pretend on when you're on this show, Mike. There are no other podcasts in in our universe. Just uh, we're in complete denial yeah. of that. The uh, I'm not the, mentioning any names. No, so. You definitely not. Well, Ollie will send the cut it out anyway if you do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Nicholas at will. the NC show. Nicholas uh, back to the mailbag, Iron <laughs> Mike. Uh, in prepar- kind of connected point. In preparation for the Super Bowl, is it better to have an easy game or more competitive as preparation, or does the week off? I think, nullify I think
1: more. I think more. Can yeah. I think more competitive because the week off gives you the time to rest from the mm. extra exertion you might have felt. But it's good to be challenged. Um, you know, to have to play at your at your top level. I think. Um, you know, yeah. I, I never. I never liked the idea of resting your starters in week. 17 well, used, and then you get the used buy to be 17 and, yeah, yeah, if you had the buy, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. I thought you, you just wanted to keep them yeah, relatively yeah. sharp,
0: yeah, unless they, yeah, they're properly banged up. Uh, interesting point though. Um, let's stay on the mailbag for a moment, Split, because, yeah, if that's all right. Uh, let's go a little bit left field. Uh, well, let's away from the extra <laughs> for a moment, yeah, it's been, been our mo Jim, for the
1: Jim Lice or Barry Bonds.
0: <laughs> Not that kind of left field. <laughs> Stan Musial. Uh, <New> <laughs> stop it, Rich Stone. Hey, Rich, your ideal halftime show. I love it. We want to get into it. Has it changed, Iron Mike? Your is Stormy
1: Daniels half-time. is Stormy Dale, Daniels in it, or is
0: Stormy <laughs> Daniels. Well, presumably she'd have to be one of the guests that they wheel out with other artists. I think just <laughs> her holding the stage for fifteen minutes would be a well. Yeah. I mean, it's doable. The okay, so let's put let's set the parameters first of all. You're allowed <laughs> any artist live or live or dead so you can you can
1: well they usually they usually snap up the dead ones before i can get to them just wheel out the holograms
0: and go down that road yeah so it doesn't it can be a. yeah you can you can blend reality a little bit here on mike So your see willie after...
1: nelson won an emmy apparently willie nelson did did he yeah an at, emmy, 80, a grammy. At, 80, grammy. at 89 a grammy sorry yeah grammy. at 80 at 89 legend that he is. Tony saying? Bennett. You know, no, I wouldn't I look at oldies.
0: <laughs> so I quite like this idea. So my, Bennett one really of my, awesome one of
1: my favorite jokes, was, mm. one of my favorite jokes, which I first heard in New Hampshire is what's, what's 80 feet long and has three teeth, 80 feet long and three teeth. I don't know the front row of a Willie Nelson. Concert. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a goodie. It's a goodie. Come uh, um, on. Who are you having?
1: Who am I having? Who am I having? Um, All right well i i'd like to i'd like to see i mean most of my most of my guys now are all in their 70s and that's okay well yeah okay so that's another
0: fair point prime you could pick them prime you could say Uh, i'd like to i'd
1: like like to see the kinks have have yeah prime well no i I mean well you can't get them back together now but yeah prime kinks would have would have been great yeah um you you could still have neil young yeah which would be great um in the in the prime, I, you know, I would have loved to see like a, a band like Booker T and the MGs, Ooh, okay. um, or or the you know the Stax Review or or something like that. Jason Isbell, modern days, would would be really nice. I mean, I can't think of anybody specifically associated with Phoenix for this one, but you mm. know, you know, if if it were in new in uh New York or Miami or Detroit, you know, you you well next year's
0: Vegas, it. so that could get, that's a catch all for any artist. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well they should get, you know, it should be like Penn and Teller. Pen and teller know, <laughs> for the halftime show.
0: The magician yeah. those magicians with the with the snow leopards. <laughs> I
1: would oh, Siegfried, 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 Siegfried Rai. Rai. I I
0: was reaching for oh on, let's go uh, uh, Didn't want to yeah, get fat,
1: fat Elvis, you know um, um but yeah, like, that, that's my kind of, you know, maybe some of those grunge bands, not grunge, um, sort of alt country bands I liked uh, so much. Who are we, um, who are we thinking? Um, Uncle Tupelo, um, Wilco. Wilco, I was uh, going to say Wilco. I
0: thought yeah. you were going to the Wilco. They're
1: from the same, you know, same yeah. group. I just saw Jeff Tweedy, who was in uh, Uncle Wilco and, and then had hmm. um, Sun Volt was his band, and... Um, but he's written a book about how to write a song, which was oh, very interesting. I read it while I was standing in the bookstore.
0: Um, <laughs> were you also writing a song as you were reading it? The um, yeah. I like I like the sound of all of those. Wilco, you've always been on that tip. That's a goodie. I the whole steady, I think would 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 roll. Yeah. I love that, and also Warren G, because I feel for Warren G because he must have been watching the halftime show last year and thinking what I, what yeah. do I need to do to be on stage? <laughs> he, <laughs> Come- you know
1: who would be a great halftime show. And I would be all behind it, and you, and you could get them in as they are. Maybe add a couple of musicians just to give them something to play over the twelve minutes um, or whatever. Pat Matheny would would be a great uh, Super Bowl concert, and, and everybody in America would be saying, "Who's this guy? Who the hell's
0: this guy?" Um, uh, I forget uh, Jay Z. I'm going to reach out to Commissioner Goodell and get you the gig for next year. But hey, it's Vegas. Like I say, it's Vegas. I mean, there's so much we could do with the Vegas one. Usher, he's got a residency. In fact, I know you're a big <laughs> Usher fan. Oh, uh, that's nice. Okay, let's stay with this. Um,
1: Wasn't Ann Murray big in Vegas for a long time? Ann Murray? Who's Ann Murray? Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Uh, James Gregory at... at, Hey, that's for me to ask you about a reference to saying something. James Gregory at the NC Show. Which Super Bowl Donaton might consider the best of all time and why? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it has to be... For me, it has to be the Patriots comeback because I was there and it was, you know, you know, the story here with our friend Phil Spooner, Phil, the producer, shout out, Phil. It, at every stage of that game, Phil and I, and I genuinely telling the truth, at every stage of that game, the further they went behind, we kept saying, I, I there's, they're, they're, <laughs> they're still in this. It never felt, it's one of the strangest sensations that in almost any other sport, any other teams, any other situation, a team that is that far in the hole, playing that badly, that there is no there is no way back. And yet it never felt like they
1: were that's out of how, it. That's how that's how I felt with OC and Jason. At the end of that game, OC finally jerked me and said, okay, you're right. <laughs> he's, the <laughs> you all, he's the best of all he's the best of all time. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah, not yeah. out, they're not out of it. Um the it's um they, it's it's up there. You know the funny thing is after, what, 15 years of doing football in Britain, in 2007, mm. I finally got to do a Super Bowl time, which was with the BBC. Mm. And every Super Bowl since then, apart from the one in New York with Baltimore and Denver, yeah, has, has been a really good game. And that yeah. was a tough one too, because Terrell Davis was up in the studio with me and Colin. And it, when you got your team is being <laughs> is being blown out of the game, and you have to spend the last forty minutes of play oh, the Seattle
0: Denver game. Sorry, yeah, it's a the because. Seattle, yeah, Seattle- yeah, 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 yeah. Denver
1: game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was a tough one in New York, but you know the first of those was the Eli Manning um, Giants' first win over the undefeated Patriots, which was yep. pretty good. And and. I also like the the Giants win over Buffalo in the first of the Buffalo's four Mm. losses, because it was tactically a really good game. You know, I was sitting there trying to figure out what it is that the Giants are doing to stymie Buffalo's offense through most of the game. But I think the best game I've seen, uh, and I'm, I'm not even going back. You know, it's funny because I moved here in 77, and then so for about, oof. 8 years I didn't see Super Bowls because mm. they weren't on you know there might be a little highlights on match on um um saturday one of the afternoon shows that they would you know buy a, a little highlights package of 5 minutes or something but this the second one I did for BBC and um which was 43 down in in, in phoenix mm. um and for for some reason rod picked Arizona to win rod woodson mm. so i got I got to even my mark up against him in the two games we did together because <laughs> I had because I had Pittsburgh. It didn't didn't give me as much satisfaction otherwise. But but that was just a great game, start oh, to finish.
0: What a game! You know, what a- and it has
1: it has the James Harrison hundred yard phone return, and then the winning touchdown pass, which was a great catch by Santonio Holmes and a great throw, maybe even a better throw by Ben Roethlisberger. That was right below us. So I mean, I had a vis- the vision as if I were. I don't know, a referee, or if I had taken my glasses off and put my hand over my eyes, I could have been a referee. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that that's probably my favorite, my favorite Super Bowl. Um, I, I just, I just loved it.
0: I, that's the, the one I mentioned there in terms of ones we covered, but the one I remember, which is, I think, it's probably the first Super Bowl I properly remember, was the. 49ers bengals the yeah Montana, great game. john yeah. candy what a game i mean yeah so that i think that has a special
1: place in my heart for sure yeah. that one um that, that there's a long string of mvp quarterbacks who didn't win the super bowl that mm. year <laughs> and kenny anderson was the league's mvp that year mm. um that's that's the, that kind of stands out to me that was a great game too
0: Oh, boy. Uh, good question. Thank you for that. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to go to Instagram because we've got a question on Instagram, which is normally a lot of them come on Twitter, but we are obviously on Insta and we are on TikTok as well. Mike, that is still going strong. Uh, let's take a look. Here we go. Here we are. So here we go. A question, Brian, Mike. This is, I mean, forget the Barry Bonds left field from earlier on. This is way out. This is out of the ballpark, five blocks down at the diner. As the Six Nations have started, ask Chris. And Mike's Richie McCraw reference the other day. <laughs> which current NFL stars, could he see his top rugby players? I'm thinking, says Chris Saquon as a powerful, fast inside centre. Love that. I could see him definitely as inside centre. Lamar as a mercurial 15, carving his way through defenses. I'm not sure the most tackling would have him as a deep, but I like the offensive idea. And Nick Bosa as a hard tackling number 6 yeah again love that
1: so yeah got- i mean your easiest we've had this discussion before i know mm. um your easiest conversions are probably to the se- to the second or back rows yes. um because you've got the size and the the speed and agility and you you can handle the ball probably you know you you don't necessarily have the kicking skills or stuff like that, but, but certainly line outs and stuff won't be a problem because you're used to catching ball. You know, you grow up catching balls um, up fronts a little. I remember you and I had this with Brian Moore one night on, yeah. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the show, you know, the differences in playing in the front row is to playing line line. And is, and then the problem, the problem with backs is, is more or less the kicking skills um you know that that you don't that you don't have um and because you're usually starting in motion it's it's i would think easy for american football players to get the running part of it because mm-hmm. you get the ball while you're moving as opposed to coming out of a stance and stuff like that so you know what's his name from, from australia the rugby league player who had Jason um, had the year with San Francisco? Used oh, he had yeah, the
0: incredible kick, kick
1: returner uh,
0: kick but, pre yeah, yeah. preseason.
1: Yeah, but he's you know he, he's an oh God, example. I, his I, name. I I think somebody like Micah Parsons, Jared Hain, Jared Hain, Jared was. Hayne, Yeah, Micah Parsons would probably make a a good uh, center. Um, you know, th- there's a couple of really quick linebackers and safeties who's hitting would would you know Ed Reed would have been a great fullback if he could kick. Um, yeah. You know, they'd be underneath every ball. Henry really would be a decent
0: center, actually, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, he, that's, and I think
1: that's that's where you've got, you know, Dan, what's his name? Dan Lyle was captain of Bath. He was a tight end in um, what was Georgetown then? I think they were one double A. Um, Supposedly, I think got an invite to a pro camp, undrafted, didn't make a team, came over and hadn't played rugby basically, and and became you know a starter for Bath and captain of Bath. Uh, this was about 20 years ago now, but
0: uh, you know it's Shane not, Leckler. It's, I'd have Shane Leckler as a fullback.
1: <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing. You've got a couple of badass punters yeah. out there. You <laughs> know, <laughs> who, himself, who, yeah. there was a guy called Pete Dawkins from Army who was the Heisman Trophy winner and got a Rhodes scholarship to go to Oxford, mm. and having never played rugby got a blue his first year against against Cambridge at mm. which point oxford unleashed the quote unquote torpedo throw so he started doing the um the lineout throws And everyone he threw was whistled dead by the officials saying it's not straight, even though they looked and said it is straight. Mm. It's just too (laughs) far. And and then within, you know, typically British, no offense meant, but typically British within a couple of years, everybody was throwing in overhand. (laughs) If you watch the old ones, they threw in underarm.
0: I never realized uh, that. Headline I Yeah. I never knew that. You learn something new every day. Working with you, I'm Mike, that's for sure. Right. Let's wrap things up with some of the other stories already right from the Super Bowl. Right. We've got uh, a lot of stuff rolling all week long right here on the NC show to get you set for the Super Bowl. So, plenty more football chat coming your way. Uh, I want to start with the Peyton deal. Uh, it's a five year deal with the Broncos, which I love, Mike. I love it. I think there's still enough in Russell Wilson's tank with the right architect behind him. We know they're great defensively. They're pretty bloody good offensively as well. I think it is a masterstroke. I love it. I think the Broncos are bouncing back to where they need to be. What say you? Think?
1: Yeah, it's probably, it, it probably is. Um, I, I'm curious to see who becomes the defensive coordinator there. Mm. Um, but last year, we thought that Russell Wilson – would be he had a group of receivers who were a lot like the ones he had in Seattle, um, and he could kind of play like Aaron Rodgers had played with Hackett in Green Bay, and it would mm-hmm. all work. Obviously, it didn't. I, I thought Russell Wilson played a little bit better after Hackett left those last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I have no doubt that whatever Sean Payton does, he'll come in, and Russell Wilson will listen to him, um, and and kind of take coaching. And ha- Payton is going to be smart enough to do. Mm. Make a system that plays to his strengths. You know, it, it won't necessarily be the kind of thing Drew Brees ran. Remember, Jameis had a pretty good half season before he got hurt under yeah, Peyton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, running running a different kind of offense. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think they they probably did the right thing. Um, and uh, um, I like the way the the head of Walmart said, uh, you know, it's we're going to be run like a business like Walmart, which means they'll probably pay the other fifty. 53 players 1365 an hour <laughs> and not and not let them join the NFL Players Association.
0: <laughs> well they have a half price bid if they don't make the playoffs like <laughs> um I like uh I like that deal. I'm not sure how I feel about Brian Schottenheimer to the Cowboys.
1: Well, he's um, with the Cowboys anyway. He just wasn't a, uh, officially a co he was a consultant or consultant, wasn't he? Or, it, or really? you know, so whatever. Um, I don't think that was a surprise. I think Mike McCarthy's gonna be happy with him. Um I agree, I know what you're thinking because Shots' as offenses have always been kind of very easy to figure out and well it, you know, this kind of called... run run bent, run based. But I think McCarthy wants something simpler. Um and something that Oh, I I don't know how you quite describe it, but, but Kellen Moore always looked like he was calling a play off the, off the play chart that he thought would be a real winner, but not it wasn't necessarily with Dak and and it was not necessarily in the in the flow of what was working for the Cowboys at the time. Um, you know, maybe Tony Pollard gets to see more touches um with, with Schottenheimer there. Um but because he's clearly the better running threat for that team. You know, Are... they're a better team when he's on the field.
0: How does it fit though, in the sense this it, the it seems to be the Accepted position is that it's going to be McCarthy calling the plays, right? With Schottenheimer, Presumab-
1: yeah. Presumably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like um, when it when it was in Green Bay. Underwhelming um, decision, like with, for the Cowboys to. Well, yeah, Kellen Moore's
0: fall from grace because Kellen Moore and that juxtaposition of hipster, young, offensive guy. Offset against a more experienced Super Bowl winning head coach. Now they just feel like stepping, lurching further and further into a kind of old school mechanic. I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure. Two,
1: about it. two years ago, um, Kellen Moore was going to be yeah. hired, you know, by yeah. somebody as a head coach or whatever. I think. I think. Um, I think Jerry was probably thinking he doesn't want to promote Kel- Kellen Moore to being his head coach because a he might not be ready and and B he loses him as a coordinator more or less mm. and maybe Dan Quinn is now in position to be the next head coach right uh because Quinn didn't go for some of the jobs where it was thought he might have a good shot um but then they'll have to he, go
0: back to the drawing board with the offense anyway right if he uh, yeah has-
1: so you know I'm I don't know you know it, it's kind of it's kind of like um it's kind of like um, Jerry always wants the spotlight kept on him. And so mm. this way, this way it will, it will be, uh, but, it, mm. you know, yeah. it's just like when he had the clapper, you know, I, I kind of look at it the same way, you know, mm. the, the, you know, Barrett, Jarrett, uh, Garrett, <laughs> Barrett, Jarrett, Garrett, um, <laughs> Garrett, and, you know, and McCarthy are kind of the same guy. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Yeah. 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 That's a,
0: it's a fair point. It's the younger, younger iteration, but all right, last one. The buzz around Rodgers moving to Vegas now. They suddenly become the favorites, the bookies. Favorites. They don't
1: have any money. Is, well, how are
0: they going well, to well, pay him? Well, Carl, you know? go, Carl will just get released, right, well, I
1: guess. Well, if they release him, they're on the hook for a ton of money to their, to their salary cap because he's got one, one year left on his contract. Mm. So I'm not, you know, I I understand the the thinking behind it and re- reunite him with Devontae Adams, you know, um, and you know let Josh McDaniels do what do what he can do. But, um, but don't they I, don't I, they
0: release it just on car though? Isn't there a deadline? A deadline in the uh, mid it's coming up. Yeah, So yeah. They, if they release it before that, then they're not on the hook, right?
1: No, they, they well they are they are with the cap. They, they'll still take a cap hit. The cap hit, um, but they won't. They're, not, they're a, not on yeah. the hook for his salary. Well, which will a salary, still, salary right. I don't think. Um, he's not, it's not a no cut deal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and no one's going to take him with, with that last year's salary on his contract. It's like 40, 40 million. 40
0: million, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I, I it's an interesting one. I, I don't know if people take the it's kind of like the Tom Brady retirement, which I know you've talked to death. Um, and I wrote about in my column Friday, mm. but I think everybody f- was figuring football stuff and nobody took into account the simple thing that with his children now, he's not a free agent since mm. the divorce, he sees the children. Whatever the terms of the divorce agreement dictate, he has to see them, which means he can't necessarily go somewhere else. To play football, mm. and ever and ever since Miami was fined for tampering with him, he can't go to Miami. Mm. Uh, Tampa's probably even now too far away. If he does, you know, if he's supposed to have the kids and they're in school in Miami, mm. you know, he can't have them and be in Tampa at the same time, right? And I don't, you know, unless that was in the divorce agreement, but I suspect it probably wasn't. Yeah. So you know, so I think that to me is probably the main factor in the whole Brady retirement thing. Was mm. is the divorce, but specifically the effect of the divorce mm. on his kids. It's a really interesting point. And
0: what well, we yeah. hadn't gotten to on the show. So I like the insight, uh, Mike, uh, you mentioned patreon.com forward slash yes. Mike Carson FMT. Just go want on. to see,
1: I, I saw that um, Ijiro Avero has been hired by the Panthers as defensive coordinator. Oh, talk talk to um, us more about that. Well, you know, he was Denver's coordinator. He was, mm. he was considered for a couple of head coaching positions. I kind of thought that he might go somewhere like um, – san francisco but i think they i know they were talking to steve wilkes which seemed like an obvious move for them to make as well yeah um but he's so now frank reich is you know is the um head coach and and Ivero's the defensive coordinator and i think that's a pretty good you know mix because again i i thought i can understand taking reich as your head coach Mm. Um, but I thought that Wilkes had done a good enough job with that team to to deserve to stay on. Um, so you know, yeah. so I think it, whoever it, it gets him, in is, for him. Yeah. And he's yeah. a good defensive coordinator. No, no yeah. question, no question about it.
0: Yeah, it's a decent uh the features are getting brighter for Carolina, I think it's better to say, given the the moves over the last month or so. Brilliant stuff. I and Mike, uh, always a pleasure catching up with you, bud. Yeah, which game are you doing for Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, which game am I doing with Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> I don't know what's uh, I think it's another rerun of the Pro Bowl. I might, I might watch, I might watch that. Uh, yeah, I might, oh, I might, I might, I might, yeah. I, I might cover it. I might cover well, it. Well, yeah,
1: okay, I'll be down in the Whopping Tavern hosting a uh Super Bowl party if you happen Ooh, to be. nice in, in Whopping. Uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll swing by and say hi. Brilliant stuff, Carl. Look after yourself, bud. Okay, you too. Have a good Super Bowl week. It's just super
0: lovely stuff from my Mike Uh, he'll be back Monday which means next Monday oh I don't want to say it gang I don't want to say it it means the season will be done but we won't be we are rolling all through the off season you can guarantee it and we've got a lot of very exciting things coming your way I promise you you will not want to miss a trick but before all that let's not get ahead of ourselves it's Super Bowl week we got a ton of stuff coming your way propo on the ground out in Arizona. He'll be checking in with us soon. we got some very special guests lined up as well as we get you set for the big game. So keep it locked in right here on the NC Show. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.